You are listening to Messy in the Middle, the show here to help you navigate the messy blend that is life and business today. I'm your host, Haley Johnson, and my guests and I are here to dish out all the hot takes, big wins, and seriously messy moments that come with being an entrepreneur. So grab another cup of coffee, you know you want to, and let's get into it. Welcome back to Messy in the Middle. Joining us today, we have Dr. Noor Ali. Dr. Noor is a Bangladeshi-American medical doctor from New York City, determined to bridge the gap between patients and health insurance services through education, information, and empowerment. She currently runs her own health insurance consulting practice out of Tampa, Florida, where it is so much warmer than here in Philadelphia right now, uh, serving growth-based entrepreneurs all over the nation. Dr. Nora, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Haley. Thank you for that awesome introduction. So happy to be here and grateful for this platform and opportunity to you know, talk about this important yet annoying topic for your guests. <laughs> So happy to have you. I was so happy when we were able to connect. I was like, I need her on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so for many of our listeners, thinking about health insurance typically has one of two reactions. Either their eyes just glaze over because it is so boring and they're thankful to have health insurance taken care of through a partner or a spouse or like me until a few months ago, my parents or they instantly feel their blood pressure raised because it is such a frustrating and confusing process. And it seems like no matter what decision you make, you're probably going to mess something up. How did you become so informed and passionate about health insurance education? And then what made you decide to create a business out of it? Yeah, well, thank you so much. And you're absolutely right about all of those things that you just said. Um, And I want to say it's because it's This is actually a professional industry, right? Just like if you don't go to medical school, you don't wake up knowing medical terminology and surgical terms, you do have to study insurance and understand the laws around it. So it is really daunting. And it's very, very unrealistic to expect a lay person who's not educated or hasn't passed the tests or gone through the, you know, the courses and systems um, to just know what health insurance to pick. So that's a super unrealistic expectation to have because prior to coming into this industry, I myself had no idea about health insurance before I became this world-class expert. um, When I was dealing with my own health insurance benefits, I did not know what the heck a deductible was. And I was furious at a bill at the beginning of the year when I clearly hadn't met my deductible on my own insurance plan. And I was like, well, what the hell is this? Isn't insurance supposed to cover everything? Um, And lo lo and behold, it's not. And I learned that uh, along the way. So um, I didn't just, you know, I didn't have this burning desire to uh, wake up and learn this industry because it's so frustrating and annoying. It is a career that I fell into. Uh, But once the opportunity came into my uh, lap, I realized what a huge gap this was. And I realized that from my own personal experience of not understanding it, not getting it. Uh, And it was honestly a little embarrassing, like having a medical background, but this huge gap between healthcare and medicine, practicing medicine um, and healthcare delivery on the insurance side. I figured, you know, this is an opportunity for me to learn and understand it on my own. Um, And then, of course, combine my passion for educating others um, and sharing the knowledge that I have um, and kind of bridging that gap with patient education. I think it's really interesting that you say it was embarrassing to not 
know that because I know I felt the same way, like looking for health insurance. I felt embarrassed that I didn't understand how it worked. I wanted to ask questions, but I felt like the people I was asking questions to also didn't really know how it worked and also were kind of embarrassed. And I think that we need to obviously like stop being embarrassed that we don't know what we're talking about because like you said, it is such a complex industry. And I think if anything, it's more of a failure of our like government and education system to either not make it a more clear cut thing for people to figure out on their own or not make it more clear that there are resources like you and other professionals like you out there to help us navigate these things. Because I think a lot of us think, you know, you either go through your traditional employer, get whatever insurance they offer, complain if it sucks, be happy and scared to leave the company if it doesn't suck. And like, if you're on your own, you're on your own. It's your fault that you don't know what's Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. So who do you work with? I know you work with business owners, but like if you had to picture like your dreamy ideal client, what does that person look like? What does their business look like? And kind of what stage are they at when it comes to their business and looking for insurance? Yep. So um, as an advocate for education for health insurance, I will speak to absolutely anyone and everyone who has a question about health insurance, right? So if they just don't understand, which is a majority of the population, even if you have an employer plan and they're offering like two to three options and you're like, well, I don't know the, the single difference between these three options. Which one do I choose? Um, I can talk to you and help you make that decision. All of my services are 100% free. But really my ideal client and who I talk to are those who don't have an employer option and have to figure out their health insurance on their own, I help them make that decision. And the plans that I specialize in, and this is where my medical background comes into play, is a medically underwritten health insurance policy, which is a type of a plan that underwrites you based on your good health. This is especially great for small business owners who are rapidly growing. Um, They're growing at a faster rate than they imagined, and they're earning too much money to qualify for any type of government subsidies. This is when a private plan can really come in clutch, especially if they're a young, healthy business owner in the growth phase of their business. That's going to be my ideal client where I can really help save them money on a plan um, that underwrites them based on good health but we're locking in a low rate. So as their business is growing, their premiums aren't also increasing with that. That's awesome. So does that work too then for those like hyper growth phase small business owners who are looking to offer benefits to their team or have a small team that they work with? Or is that more on like an individual case by case basis? Um, Definitely for teams and small teams and individuals as well. It's important to note that the laws are different for when you're a a small business under 50 employees and over 50, because that's when you can, you know, structure yourself like a corporation and we can offer like really, you know, big group plans for this big group. But when you're under 50, it's actually a lot more flexible. And I think a lot of people don't know that they're like, oh, well, I'm not big enough to offer group insurance. Actually, you have a lot more options available to you. Uh, We can do individual plans for those employees and your business can pay for the premium. Or if your business is just not prepared to to pay the full amount, you can pay half of it. You can pay just $100 towards it. And I promise you, your employees are just going to be happy that you're even thinking to offer Um, you know, health insurance benefits, especially if you're at a smaller scale. So tons and tons of options. I work with all of those scenarios. I prefer to work uh, with groups under 50 because of that flexibility. 
and really it's it's what what are you willing to offer and what do your employees need? Um, and I'd love to touch on that point because I think that's a common mistake a lot of business owners make. They're like, well, give me a plan that I can offer to everyone. Well, you've if you've got young, um, you know, young males in their early 20s and you offer a health insurance plan with amazing maternity coverage, that doesn't really serve them. That's not really what their need is. So I remind my business owners and employers all the time that, hey, maybe I should just talk to your employee and build them a plan that they will actually love and want and need. And you can figure out, hey, I can budget $200 a month towards this employee's health insurance. They're going to be much happier that you're contributing. They're going to love their insurance plan because it's exactly what they need. And, you know, everyone's happy. So just keep that option in mind. That's awesome. So basically, when you do work with those smaller businesses with teams under 50, you are able to kind of help each team member potentially get the same like customized plan that they would get if they were, say, shopping for themselves on the marketplace, maybe a little bit better because they have access to you and your knowledge. But then they also don't have like the stress of having to do it all by themselves. That's exactly right. Yep. And it's a no brainer, Haley, because I don't like charge anything for my services. It's just a matter of, whoa, I didn't know there was someone out there like you who can help me pick the right health insurance plan and doesn't even cost a thing. So like you were saying earlier, like just knowledge of, of this as a resource and something that I am starting to get into doing more is speaking at um, colleges and universities for juniors and seniors who are entering the job market just kind of understanding what health insurance is. So they're not just like picking a career based on the benefits package. Um, and just knowing that, hey, if none of these career options are okay for me, I could, you know, pursue entrepreneurship and, you know, benefits and health insurance doesn't have to be, you know, a detriment to, to, to that decision making. I love that. So is there a difference in the way that you work with or that you have to work with, say, a smaller entrepreneur who maybe still does qualify for those government subsidies, can still get a marketplace plan versus someone who, you know, still just themselves, but they're making too much money to get subsidies. They're making too much money to just like figure out the marketplace stuff. Is there a difference in how you work with them or is it pretty much the same across the board? I would say it's pretty much the same because I'm just kind of guiding and pointing out the research. Um, my specialization, again, is at medically underwritten policy. So if that's something that I personally can help you with, I'm a little bit involved in the onboarding process because it is uh, more unique and requires a little bit more explaining and kind of help with. Whereas with a marketplace plan, it's just here's a link, you know, input your information and you're done. But, you know, the, the initial process starts out the same where I give that advice, I evaluate your situation and I tell you, hey, marketplace plan is going to be better for you. But maybe two, three years down the line, we can talk. And when your business is making X amount, that's when we should consider these other plans. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, because I know I spent so much time trying to figure out my health insurance for this year. And like one, I kind of immediately regretted the plan that I chose. And oh, no. two, I felt like I've spent so much time figuring it out that it's like, well, this is going to be my health insurance forever because I don't want to go through this again. But that's great to know that like, if you do work with you, then you have a resource to go back to when it is time to figure out you know, what that next step is. So I love that. Yeah. So let's pretend that millions of people listen to this podcast. And you have a captive audience of like every aspiring entrepreneur ever. <laughs> if there was one thing you could share with them or teach them about health insurance or navigating 
this crazy marketplace that we are stuck with, what would it be? Work with a professional. Don't attempt to DIY it because you're going to spend a lot of hours trying to rack your brain. And, you know, sorry, Haley, but you might end up regretting (laughs) the decision that you made. And I'm sure you made the right decision. It's just that when you, you just don't feel as confident in the decision that you made if you just kind of DIY your research. Because we live in a capitalist economy, Haley. Whatever research you come across is going to be what companies with money want you to see. They're posting their ads. They're, they're you know, encroaching that blog space on the internet because they want you to see their product. Whereas working with a neutral professional, first, it doesn't cost anything. Second, we have your best interest at heart and we're going to guide you with what's going to be appropriate. And at the end of the day, or when you make that decision, you're going to know, you know what? A professional who's been doing this all day, all night for years and years told me that this is what's good for me. So I'm going to go with that decision. And then of course, evaluate all the time. It doesn't have to be like, this is my life now and this is the health insurance plan I'm stuck with. You can evaluate like even mid-year, right? Let's say your income goals were like, 60K for your business, but then you ended up making 70K by mid year. You know, now you might want to change and switch up your insurance plans, and that's okay. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but you can actually cancel your insurance at any time ever if you find something that's better or more appropriate for your situation. So it is okay to constantly evaluate and reevaluate, work with a professional, make sure that you're in the best plan for yourself at that time. And if you are hearing it from a professional also feels good. Like, you know what, stay where you are. You made the right decision. That's the best plan for you right now. So that's my advice. Ask someone, a professional. I love that. How does, um, how does switching insurance like mid-year or whatever work when I feel like we are constantly bombarded with like open enrollment, open enrollment, open enrollment. If you don't do it by this date, you're done for. Like, I yes. feel like that's the messaging. So how do you know if you will be able to switch into a new plan based on the time of year or based on, you know, any other factors? Right. So open enrollment is different for different companies, for different situations. If you have an employer, you have to abide by their open enrollment when they say that you can pick a plan for them. If you're working in the marketplace, you have to go by the federal open enrollment, which is typically November 1st to January 15th in this past year. If you're working in for a private plan, a lot of them don't have open enrollments, right? So you, you just have to you know do that research and know or, or work with someone like me and I'll tell you. But my advice there is don't go canceling anything until you have something else in place already. So if you're like, I hate this plan, it sucks, I'm going to cancel today. Well, do you have something that's lined up for when you cancel this one? If not, then don't make that change. Because if you don't have another plan lined up, you're right, you could lose that policy and not be able to get something else because you missed that open enrollment for the plan that you were on. Gotcha. So you can always shop around and have the potential of finding a better plan, but there's no pressure from anyone except for like your company open enrollment or the government open enrollment if you want to like go private. Okay. That's that's awesome to know because I don't think, I know I certainly didn't know that. I'm sure a lot of people don't. Yep. Yep. All right. So now that we've covered the basics, talked about health insurance, all of our listeners are probably running to your website as we speak to book consultations. So sorry for your future calendar. I hope so. I love my future calendar if it looks like that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into the messy side of things. So you've been in business for three years and Mm -hmm. something tells me they did not cover most of this stuff in medical school. So what was an unexpected challenge that you faced when launching into entrepreneurship and how did you work to overcome it? 
Thank you. And you're absolutely right. Did not learn any of this. And me personally, I had, I didn't even go to undergrad. I went straight to medical school after I graduated high school. So I didn't even have like a general life lesson on how to adult and live life in college. So it was especially hard. Um, and everything was a challenge, Haley. Like learning a new industry was a big, huge learning curve. But I till, still tell myself, hey, it's better than medical school in a third world country. If you could do that, you could do this. So that's how I parred through like the education side of learning mm-hmm. this industry. But the practical side of actually growing a business and launching it from nothing and then you know, mastering the the troughs and, and, and you know, overcoming the highs and, and then surviving a pandemic and then working on growing and scaling. Every single step is a challenge. And what I've decided this year after three years of struggles and making it, you know, to this point is whenever I have a challenge, let's say a website, right? I need a website. I know nothing about anything relating to a website. Well, I'm going to go to someone who does, and I'm going to ask them to build it for me. And now I have a website. Well, now I need to SEO optimize it. So people on the big old internet can find me. So now I'm going to go to an SEO specialist and they're going to help me. But all of this costs money and capital. And if I don't have that cash uh, you know, accessible to invest in growing my business, that's tough too. So having enough money to squirrel away on the side and knowing, okay, in Q2, I'm going to use a little bit of this money to work on my SEO and my website. All of that takes a lot of time and delegating to a professional is also expensive. So this year I've decided to invest in more education for myself. So I'm going to do a business and marketing course so I can apply that to my uh, business because I have grown a little tired, honestly, of the time it takes for me to save money to pay a professional just to learn what I need to learn and apply it to my business. And I thought to myself, well, why don't I learn it myself? Why don't I seek the education for what I'm paying others to do and then learn to apply it to my own business? So that's going to be my strategy for this year after going through those experiences of, of the time and effort and expense it takes to pay a professional and apply it to my business. You literally just described the origin story of this podcast. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Like, I I had reached a point where I like was too busy to keep doing everything by myself. And I needed experts. I needed someone to help me with HR for my team. I needed someone to help me with some legal stuff that I was going through. Like I needed all of this help and it was all so expensive. And I felt like all of the advice that I was coming across, all of the podcasts I was listening to, everything was just like outsource, delegate, stop Mm -hmm. bottlenecking, pay a professional, Mm -hmm. do this, do that. And that can be amazing advice until you need all of that help at once. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And I felt like I was doing so much commiserating with my friends and other, you know, business owners who were at that same stage in private and nobody felt like they were being represented publicly because who wants to talk about how they like can't afford to get all of the help they need? Like that's not, that's not sexy. Not sexy at all. It's so real. Not sexy. Yes. So I love that you literally just like described why I started this podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And it's like, what do you do about it? And I've, I've sought out that help too. Like, what do I do about this problem that I have where I need, let's say marketing dollars, you know, I know I'm valuable. I know I'm awesome. I'm doing my services hundred percent free. Like I shouldn't have any problem getting clients and customers. I just need help getting the word out there about myself. And I don't have the marketing dollars to do that. 
And the solutions have just been like, well, get a loan or get capital. And it's been the same consistent advice. And I'm like, well, what if I don't want to do that? Or what if that's not, uh, I'm not prepared to do that? Like what, what then? And I just wasn't receiving the advice that I wanted to hear. And then I was just like, well, screw it. I'm just going to go and educate myself on how to do this myself. I love that. So you talk a lot and rightfully so about how all of your services are 100% free. And if you don't mind my asking, how the heck do you make money? <laughs> yes. Yes. Great question. I love this question because I'm so transparent about it because it's, I think it's really, really cool um, why more and more people should work with me. So if Haley, you need help with your health insurance and you come to me and I research all of your options and I say, Haley, this is the plan for you. My goal is to keep my clients' best interests is hard. So I'm getting you the, the best plan for you but you're not paying anything for my services of that research and identification of that plan. The insurance company that you sign up with will pay me a commission directly because I just got them a new client. So I get paid directly from the insurance company. So I don't need to charge my clients anything. I love that. Do you find that clients, like I'm thinking about like car salesmen, like that's the first person Mm -hmm. I think of when I think of someone who works off commission. And Mm -hmm. I know when I'm talking to that car salesman that they're trying to do whatever they can to get themselves the best commission. I know you, and I know that that's obviously not what you're trying to do to like help people differentiate between programs. But do you find that that is like an objection that you face with some clients, like they're kind of wary of your advice or of working with someone who is getting paid based off of commission? I honestly have found absolutely not. Uh, And there's two reasons for that. One is because I choose to work in a very specialized type of a plan. And although it's difficult to find my ideal customer for that plan, when I do, it's such a beautiful match and I'm saving my client money. They're getting you know better benefits and better coverage. I'm happy with my commission. It works out so well for everyone. I never, it's like, wow, you just, you know, I get praise and I, you know, they're happy with the outcome. So I never get that pushback. And then the other situation is when I'm advising a client and they're not my ideal client, they're just happy that they got advice from a professional and I'm always real and I'm always honest. And I think that honesty and transparency in an industry that's been so like, you know, stigmatized with the word scam, I think that's just refreshing. So I've never had any type of pushback like that because people can sense that I'm giving them honest and genuine advice um, because I, I match it to the reality. Like, like this is what our healthcare system is, whether you like it or not. And here's how to kind of tweak and take advantage of the system to make your current situation align with your environment. And people kind of sense that. So it, it always works out. That's amazing. I love that. So back to business, where would you consider yourself along your business journey? Do you still feel like a beginner, identify with the messy middle, or are you just like cool as a cucumber? I know everything. I'm an expert. Life is good. (laughs) Definitely uh, in the messy middle. And I feel like the messy middle doesn't like, I don't know if that ever ends. It just kind of like stretches and gets thinner. Maybe I think it's a curve and uh, perhaps I've passed the bulk of the curve, but I'm still uh, like figuring it out. Like I said, like I'm frustrated with, you know, the marketing side of things. Like I want more volume in business and I want a solution other than just throw ad money because, you know, I've tried that too and I haven't seen the results I want to see. So I want to know, I want to get to the science of it. Like what 
do I need like the theory and the science? Cause I'm, I'm very about like academia and intellectually understanding and dissecting something on a theoretical level. So that's what I want to understand. So I feel like um, I'm definitely still in the messy middle, but I'm willing to go back to the roots to understand my problems at a scientific level. So I can craft the solution myself without paying and delegating another professional to tell me the same advice. I love that. And I also love the the visualization of the messy middle as a bell curve and i definitely i think i think you're really right that it really is just never it never fully ends like you never really get into like i know everything territory yeah and maybe if you think you're in i know everything territory you're actually in the beginning of the curve <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that's a great point Haley. you're right about that i remember there was a period of time where i was like i've been doing this for a year i know everything like I'm the ultimate business person. And then <laughs> I was like, absolutely not the case. Yep. Yep. And also like everything changes, like just when you're like, oh my God, I got a handle on thing. And then like, uh, you know, the trend will change. And now like the market looks completely different and your customers want to receive information in a completely different way than what you've just spent a year mastering. So it's challenging. Yeah, for sure. So finally, many of the guests on our show are creatives or come from a background that lends itself to entrepreneurship. Definitely not medical school straight out of high school in a third world country. So congrats on being unique there. Yes. (laughs) What advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs who, like you, didn't come from a super entrepreneurial or creative background, but still want to branch out on their own? Yeah, um, do do take some time to plan it out, guys. I know it's really, really difficult coming from a creative background because I work with a lot of creative professionals who are kind of on that journey. Um, and I hear, th- these are some of the things I hear all the time. When it, it's scary to, to pursue freelancing and entrepreneurship, but once they start getting into it and they kind of get the grasp of it, it's so much fun. And then they never want to go back, which is amazing. Like you want to kind of take your craft into that freelancing world because just from experience, you're going to love it. Like I have no creative background, but I work with so many creative professionals and they all love it. Um, my focus there. My, my advice there is you're, once you get the hang of it, you're going to like kind of skyrocket and boom, once you figure it out. So that period, that spike and that slope on the graph where you just get the hang of freelancing and then your income jumps from like, you know, Medicaid level to like a baller business level, take some time, slow down and plan your financials and insurance and stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff you don't want to think about. But when you're growing too fast and you love freelancing and you just want to take that rocket and go, it's quickly going to become really messy. It's just going to become too messy where you're like, oh shit, what do I do about health insurance, about taxes, about the stuff that I don't want to think about, but I really need to. And now I'm making too much money and I'm so busy with my craft. I don't have time to think about this. So that's a really critical time when you're just exploring entrepreneurship. You get the hang of it. You're making money. Take some time. To, to sit down and figure out this, this stupid stuff that you don't want to think about. Um, definitely talk to a professional like myself, you know, get their advice, figure it out so you don't have to worry about it and you can focus on being awesome. That is such practical and tangible and actionable advice. And I love it yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was such a great way to kickstart my morning. I'm so excited for our listeners to get to hear this episode. 
And for our listeners, can you let them know where they can find you and follow you and keep up with you online? Yes, I'm super active on socials because I just love being social. So definitely you can check out my Instagram at uh, Dr. Noor underscore health. That's D-R-N-O-O-R underscore health. There you're going to find a lot of fun stuff because that's where I post my fun stuff. Uh, Professionally, please connect with me on LinkedIn where you're going to see all of my bajillion degrees and all my professional accolades. Uh, But definitely, if you need a website to just, you know, learn overall more about what I do, who I am, how I can help you, um, my website is drnorhealth.com. That's D-R-N-O-O-R-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And you'll find a link where you can get in touch with me. All my uh, services and consultations are free. So I'd love to help you out. Um, I am exploring dabbling in something else, which is um, uh, mentoring for entrepreneurs uh, where I give kind of like this type of practical advice where you're just like, what do I do about this? Um, And I do an hour of that uh, once a month for free. So you can book some time with me for that as well. If you don't want to talk about health insurance, but you want to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, um, we can have a little chat too. That is amazing. And I will have all those links in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so, so much for joining us and have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Haley. Thank you so much. I had so much fun with this podcast and I hope uh, your listeners enjoyed too. Can't wait for it to come out. Hey there. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, or more likely, thanks for leaving your phone just far enough away that you can't get to it in time to skip past this part. If you like what you heard, don't forget to rate and leave a review. And shout out to my guests for joining me, my dog for not barking, my editor Chrissy for doing her thing, and my friend Devin for letting me use his music. You can check out all of the links for the podcast, anything mentioned in today's episode, and the amazing people who helped me put on the show in the show notes. Bye!